0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a long-awaited next episode of the FOE podcast. This is your host, FOTASTIC Matt, the daily FOE, whatever you want to call me, and I'm back with the real Josh H and Dylan. We're here to talk some football right before the preseason kicks off. Josh, Dylan,
1: how you guys doing? I'm doing swell. I'm ready to go.
2: I'm excellent, man. I'm
0: happy to be doing this again. Oh, man, we'll keep it up this time. I don't like to make guarantees, but I guarantee we'll keep it up this time. That's my fault for that delay. It happens. Yeah, it does. But I'm a little bit anxious. I can't lie. I've been excited all day. Been like internal excitement for this right here. So I'm ready to get into it. You guys ready? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. So first topic. The Kansas City Chiefs, I really don't know how to word this, but I just put it in the form of everybody's been silent when it comes to the Chiefs this offseason. It's like they lost the Super Bowl in silence, but everybody's talking about everything else going on in the league. All these teams are upgrading. I still feel like the Chargers are going to get the Chiefs to run for their money, but overall, does it feel like
1: nobody fears the Chiefs anymore? I think that I don't think that like of course there are gonna be some teams at the bottom that just fear all of the top notch teams because they're yeah. pussies, but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think That's the Chiefs <laughs> I don't think the Chiefs are as big as big and bad as they looked a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, we we did see them completely retool and rebuild their offensive line, which that can be a huge a uh, huge upgrade for the uh for the offense, keeping Mahomes upright. And um Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he should be able to take a ne- take, you know, the next step in being a I don't know about a bell count running back, but like a Christian McCaffrey type. I can see that. Uh Matt, you know I'm not really big on CEH, but I could see him playing a role, like a good role in this offense. Mm-hmm. Now what what I'll say about the Chiefs' offense, it's overrated. It's you got you got Hill and Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey, who are no doubt about it, they are top notch. You know they are absolutely elite at their position, and Mahomes is amazing. But after that, you know, like I say, Clyde, it could be all right. But other than that, there's nothing.
0: I think they you need know. another receiver. So I do I.
1: Yep, they need a good number two.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't we all?
1: Oh, man. Oh, uh, man,
3: that's
1: a good one. Yeah. I need to lean no. back from the mic after that one. <laughs> so I um, agree. Yeah. So, yeah, they really need a number two receiver who can be just a reliable guy who can get open, Mahomes can trust. Because we saw in that Super Bowl. You know, the pass rush was getting to him, and, you know, Hill wasn't able to get open. Kelsey was, but, you know, with the pass rush in Mahomes' face, he couldn't really see him. If you had a third option, that would make it a lot easier for Mahomes to get rid of the ball. Um, I would say that we saw in the playoffs last year that the Cleveland Browns, even though Mahomes was knocked out of that game and it was Chad Henney, the Browns almost won that game. And then we saw in the Super Bowl, obviously Tampa just destroyed them. Yep. So with that, it's it's a lot harder for other teams to really look at Kansas City and be shitting in their pants. Like I I would argue that Tampa Bay as a whole is a lot scarier than Kansas City.
0: Well they definitely are. Oh absolutely. Um, My uh you wanna go, Matt? I'll go. I'll save you for last. I just got a little quick note about this. So I woke up today and I did a little bit of research. It was something specific that I was looking for when it came to the Kansas City Chiefs, besides the fact that we all ignored that their red zone defense ranked at the bottom of the league last year. Like, everybody ignored that and Tom Brady exploited it because they couldn't stop him in the red zone. But I'm just looking at how they have the same effect as the Golden State Warriors. I don't really... I'm not going to assume you guys watch a lot of basketball, but the Golden State Warriors had their run for about five years to where nobody could stop them. It's just fast break threes. They're just killing you all night long. But one thing that changed is the point differential as the seasons went on. They became beatable. The Kansas City Chiefs are just officially beatable now. Mm -hmm. Like, in 2019... Their scoring margin, they was beating ten, they was beating teams by an average of ten points. That was cut in half last season. After their bye week, like six of the last seven games, they won by six points or less. When you go and you look at the AFC West, the Chargers gave them a hard time, and the Raiders gave them a hard time. Everybody's
1: catching up to them. Don't forget about Denver. <laughs> We gave him a hard time in that Monday night game.
0: Yeah, y'all did in that Monday night game. We're not going to talk about the other one. But that Monday night game, no, we were not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Monday night game, y'all gave him a hard time. But it's like you take that right there, the fact that they don't have a second wide receiver, and if they don't fix that shitty-ass red zone defense, they are way more than beatable now. It's going to take more than Pat Mahomes. But last year was just a year that even, like, the Raiders exploited that if you got the wide receivers to keep up with them, they're beatable. The Chargers was like, if you got the wide receivers to keep up with them, they're beatable. Tom Brady just says, Pat Mahone who? And just went out and beat them. hmm Yeah, so I completely agree. Nobody fears this team anymore. But their their um offense that you said is
4: overrated, it's actually true. They are overrated. Yeah, that's why I said. Mm-hmm. So for for me
2: yeah I absolutely agree with everything you guys said and I would even argue that they were beatable during their Super Bowl run considering Patrick Mahomes had to in the playoffs make three fucking fourth quarter comebacks just to get to the Super Bowl yeah they were they were beatable then um the, the beauty of these uh, championship teams like you said with the Golden State Warriors and moving on to football and the Chiefs kind of creating that team uh is there's more games there's more film obviously and uh as they get beat more teams are exploiting them so what tampa bay provided us in the few fu- in the super bowl was uh pretty much the exact blueprint of how you stop Mahomes, how you get pressure on them how you stop and i, I learned this the other day too it's it's not kelsey it's travis kelce is apparently how you pronounce the last name
3: okay he, uh, he's
2: been- seriously He's been on Twitter about that, apparently. I don't know, but it's Travis Kelse. Oh, my Kels. God. That's yeah. Sorry, Kelse. Blew my mind, too. But I, I digress. So there's a blueprint now on how to stop the offense. I agree they need a number two receiver at least. And actually, I would I would like to see them run more power running sets. Like, Clyde edwards Hilario was phenomenal between the tackles. I think that they could take some pressure off of Mahomes if they run the ball more. Like, I don't know, that's kind of this like old school football mentality, but they have the pieces, they have a great fullback, you know, their offensive line is retooled, but like the best way to grow together is through run blocking and not dealing with a bunch of passing sets. Mm-hmm. I think that as a team, they could improve their offense by running the ball more and maybe adding a second tight end or, you know, it's, not not necessarily another speed threat, because that's just what they're doing right now is they just keep adding fast dudes. Yeah. But, but get someone who can run and or like jump and fight for the ball, you know. And then uh, the second half of what I'm gonna say is defensively, they've had so much so much drama going on with this team. Um, th- they lost some pieces on their back end, and then I don't know, it's just a bunch of legal issues going on with this defense, and I, I think that. As a unit, the Chiefs are a weaker team than they were last year and definitely weaker than they were two years ago. There are more complete teams with uh, – Andy Reid's a great coach, but there's some great up-and-coming coaches that you know are just as good, if not better, with much more complete teams. I, I don't think that – I personally don't think that the Chiefs even make it to the AFC Championship this year.
1: Ooh. That could have been a bold prediction. Yeah.
3: Ooh. One,
1: okay. One player that I would like to see in that number 2 role is podcast favorite Allen Robinson. You dude know, can, dude can destroy defenses as the number 1 with a shitty quarterback with the full focus on defense of full focus of the defense on him. So imagine him with Mahomes, which automatically is like 600 times better than all of his quarterbacks combined. Yeah. Plus, he has all the attention of the defense on Kelsey and Hill, or Kels and Hill. <laughs> so, like,
0: I don't know.
4: The I mean, Chicago say,
0: Bears got to shit their pants for Allen Robinson to get on the trade block at this point.
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> they got to give Justin Fields someone to work with. I would love to see that, but I don't think it's happening.
1: I mean, yeah, I hope not. Like, it would be, it would be crazy to see for the Chiefs. But as a Broncos fan, yeah, I would absolutely cry.
0: I can't lie. I thought the Chiefs would have at least tried to go for Julio. I thought they would have got him.
1: Julio would mm-hmm. have been a great fit there. Oh, yeah. Like Julio, and I remember I heard that, I think it was the Chiefs tried to uh, offer a contract to Juju. Yeah. They did. Yeah, so that, w- that would have been interesting to see.
0: So, Halloween, I know he's still hurt. I'm not sure what his progress is right now, but Kenny Stills.
4: How do we feel about him?
0: Yeah, will he be you think he will be a a good addition for the Chiefs? He was on his way to a career year before he got hurt.
2: He was. Um he's one of those that like he kind of played the vertical game, you know, with the Saints and stuff where he he's another speedster and for me personally, like, I, I, I'd i like to see a more physical wide receiver. But, <laughs> but yeah, I I, agree. He, he could be effective.
1: I agree. Like, Stills is, you know, he's a solid receiver. But, yeah, like Dylan said, like, I'd rather see someone who's more physical or just a better, you know, pure route running wide receiver. Like, Emmanuel mm-hmm. Sanders, that would have been cool. Or someone like that?
4: Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, they got a lot
0: of time. Well, not a lot of time, but they could still find someone. I just feel like the secret's out.
1: I I know Josh, isn't Josh Gordon supposed to be trying to come back? Yeah, he's a,
0: he's back. Nobody signed him yet. That's all. Andy Reid. There you go. How long before he smoked weed again, though? Like, I, didn't they take that out? Like, they're not he's doing that anymore?
1: More. Yeah, I thought that was a part of the new CBA it is. Okay, so he's good. All he has to do is play now. Yeah. That sucks. He missed out on, like, seven years of his career because of bullshit like that. Hey, man, you see college players are getting paid now,
0: and now you got players going
1: back and they're like, hey, can
0: I get my money back for those? (laughs) For that right? I had to go to? Can I get this back? Can I get that back? Like, they gotta go lift some of those charges now. Like, Reggie Bush giving back his Heisman. Exactly. (laughs) So, it's a weird time. Especially with cannabis and sports. It's a very weird time. I'm not even gonna get into that, cause that it's it's hypocritical at at most. Oh man. Any final comments on the Chiefs before we move on to this exciting segment?
1: Um about I love buck? I love Dylan's take about Kansas City not making to the title game. That's not one of my predictions, but I love it. I do too. Like that, that gives me something to think about. It'll give us a fresh matchup
0: either way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for it. All right, guys. Next topic Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody that was on that Super Bowl team is back. I believe the whole coaching staff is still there. Nobody got signed, did they? Nobody went to different teams from the coaching staff? I didn't hear anything.
3: No,
1: I don't believe so. Yeah, Pretty so sure the, they're all still there. Yeah, so the
0: gang's all back together, and Tom Brady said he can't wait for Ring Number Seven. So in the NFC, Number Eight. Number Eight.
1: Yeah. yeah he he just got Number Seven.
0: Oh, okay. That was a misquote from Bleacher Report. Then that's not me. fuck Bleacher Report. <laughs> Anyways, Ring Number Eight. So, who in the NFC is the biggest threat to this Bucks team?
1: Whoever wants to go first. Um, I don't know how many picks you guys have, but I have four teams here. I got five. Oh, nice. All right, I guess I guess we'll alternate here. Um okay. I'll I'll start with probably the most obvious one. I'm going with the Rams. Okay. Um we've seen that over the last few years they have an absolutely elite defense. We saw what happened during the regular season when Tom Brady faces a top-notch defense. Yep, uh, he usually forgets what down it is. Um, <laughs> uh, on on their on the defensive side, they have you know uh, some of the best players in the league: Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Which I know Tampa Bay has a lot of a lot of uh, receiver depth. So you know Jalen Ramsey can't cover them all, but if he gets on, you know like Mike Evans. And just takes them out of the game completely. It'll it'll make it a lot easier for the defense to put their focus on Godwin and Gronk and shit, whoever else they have. I can't think of right now. Um they have they have a lot of great weapons on offense, the Rams do, with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, who will probably be healthy for about half of week one and then be out for the rest of the season.
3: All right.
1: Uh two two Atwell, uh the incoming rookie. Who's like five foot five or some something like that, but he's really freaking fast. Um, Van Jefferson and I expect tight end Tyler Higby to have a breakout year. I have written down in my notes before the before the breaking news of a couple of days ago, I had the emergence of Cam Akers, and since then I surrounded it with crying emojis.
3: <laughs> because <laughs>
1: I really feel like Cam Akers could have broken out this year and just had like, you know, like a 1,200 yard uh, rushing season. Mm-hmm. Well, this this whole offense, even with that injury, this whole offense is held together by Matthew Stafford coming in, and he is such a good upgrade over Jared Goff. It's not even close. So I'm I'm really excited to see how this offense how this offense runs even without Cam Akers. The offensive line is still really good. The defense is elite. You know that NFC West division is going to be really tough, but I can definitely see the Rams coming out and challenging Tampa Bay for the NFC. Okay.
4: Yeah, that was uh. Go ahead, Dylan. Hi, Batman.
2: Yeah, so I-, I had the Rams, so now I'm down to four teams. Um, I I agree with everything you just said. I. I'm mostly excited because I've been, I've been uh, hyping up Matthew Stafford now for years. I feel like, and I, I, I'm ready to see what he can do with like a real coach, a real defense, you know, um, more than just Calvin Johnson as a receiving core. And I, I, I wanted to see, see Cam Akers, but I, I'm excited to see uh, the other, the other backs that they have on the roster are not bad. So uh, they can get a pretty good stable going, and, and I'm just I'm excited to see Stafford just go off this year. Um, one of my my picks for the biggest threat to the Buccaneers, talking about great defense and uh, disorienting Tom Brady, is a uh, kind of a bold prediction, but I I really like the Washington Football Team. Uh, I Have them too. That's a good one right there. It, to me, they got you know a top three, top five. Front seven in the league. All they do is just get after the passer. They added some pieces to their secondary. Antonio Gibson, he I, I liked him out of college. He, he played very well last year in his rookie season. He's a receiving threat. He's good at finding the hole. He's fast, you know. He's a, he's a great weapon, all right? And then obviously the receiving core is great. That is, got a big, I would say it's an upgrade um and their quarterback i ryan fitzpatrick he's the ultimate wild card quarterback you're either going to get greatness or you're going to get terrible so it's really leaning on him but if uh if they can almost beat the buccaneers in the playoffs with taylor heineke like i have no concern that fitzpatrick could beat them
1: i agree that fitzpatrick is a major upgrade at quarterback
0: Definitely, uh Josh, you took mine <laughs> uh, no, but this is going to be weird because it's a bold prediction. I think Arizona could be a threat
3: okay
0: yeah i I definitely do think they can be a threat., <sighs> I know they lost Patrick Peterson. For some reason, I can't ignore J.J. Watt because it's not just about what he can do on the field. He has this thing where he can elevate players around him. And this is hard for me because truly, I- I'm kind of big on Arizona this year. I'm just silent big on them this year. Until now. No, I really do think they have a chance against the Bucks. The defense is still young, but they are surrounding them with veteran leadership, and J.J. Watt was a good start because you have somebody who can get to Brady. The offense is the question, but I think Kyler Murray will be fine. I think he's going to continue to elevate. He got DeAndre Hopkins, and he also got A.J. Green now, which, solidly, that's very exciting to see. That's a nice tandem right there, a nice duo between them. The only question I'll have is at running back.
4: Yeah. That's my only thing at running back. Yeah, I agree. Edmonds is good. Um, I would have liked to see them
1: give Edmonds just a full time role and see what happens. I think he's, I think he's capable of being like a full time uh, starting running back. But James Conner is a decent guy to bring in as, you know, as like a short yardage back or like you know to give Edmonds a breather every now and then.
0: Yeah, it is. But that's my first one. Because, honestly, I was going to say the entire NFC West, but then I thought about Trey Lance in San Francisco because that's a wild card for me. I don't really know if he's going to just come out the gate and be as good as a lot of fans are saying because he's in Kyle Shanahan's system.
1: Oh, well, I got a bold prediction about San Fran a little later on. But, oh, boy.
0: Uh, is it going to be that Jimmy G is going to lead them back to the Super Bowl?
4: We'll get that to would that. Be- <laughs>
1: All right, so I have uh, I have the football team on here too. Uh, I got two picks left. One of them is a wild card, kind of a kind of a surprise pick. I'll save that one for the end. My next pick, I'm gonna go with Dylan's Minnesota Vikings. Oh, damn! I um, was thinking about them too. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota normally has a good to great defense. Last year they definitely slacked on that, but I could definitely see them. You know, uh, bouncing back and becoming a, at least a top ten defense. Uh, Kirk Cousins is. We know how I feel about Kirk. He's he's always good. He's solid, and they have the second year of Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen together. Um, Irv Smith Jr. at a tight end. I think he could do something. Of course, Dalvin Cook at running back, and I'm looking to see. I think he was a third-round pick, Amir Smith Marset, wide receiver. Yeah, I think he can step in the number three role like right away. Fifth and rounder. Fifth rounder. Well, I I think he can step into this uh, receiving court right away, and this offense can be not not great. I don't know if they can be great, but they can at least be good. And if their offense is good, and their defense is. You know, back to top 10 again, especially with the questions around Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. I think that Minnesota straight up wins the NFC North this year.
0: They smell blood. This is the time to do it.
2: It is a time to do it. It's, uh, I think we got like this might be Kirk's last year, so
4: it might as well make it worth it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I, I, yeah, you know how I am with
2: the Vikings. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up. So um, i I love the pick, but I can't love it too much.
1: I'll get my hopes uh, up for you then.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, this one's kind of a weird one, and I'm not sure if my heart's fully in on it. But uh, it, their their biggest obstacle is going to be their head coach, really, if they can all stay healthy. Uh, the Cowboys.
4: No. Wow.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, wow, I just scroll past them every single time I look at the standings. I was like, nope, no way.
2: Yeah, that, that to me, like their their biggest obstacle is gonna be their coach, and that's why my heart's not fully in it because that's who runs the team, right? Yeah. But, uh, outside of Jerry Jones. Yeah. But um, at, on paper at least, like they got just so much offensive talent. Like if they're all healthy. So much offensive talent. They got two good running backs, not just one. Uh, you know, if the offensive line stays healthy, it's a top 10 offensive line. Their defensive front seven is kind of sneaky, and they put in some, some good pieces for that Dan Quinn system that, you know, that cover three uh Legion of Boom style. So they put in some good pieces to make that work. It's just making it all mesh. And if it if it all ends up meshing the way that it's supposed to, and if Dak Prescott can make Mike McCarthy look good, then I think that that's a legitimate threat right there.
1: Oh man, that was my last pick. Was it really? Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, like pretty much everything that you just said. If you look at their linebacker group, dude, they are so deep. Pauls. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> You know, Micah Parsons, Jalen Smith, Layton Vanderesh, Keanu Neal, who's going from safety to corner or safety to linebacker, and Jabril Cox from LSU. Dude. Like I've been hearing rumors about since they uh declined Van Deresch's fifth year option. He could be on the trade block. And I keep hearing I keep reading that maybe maybe Jalen Smith too. Cause he's he's making a lot of money. He just got paid, so...
4: They're making too
1: much money for their output. Yeah, and then bringing in Michael Parsons in the first round. Jabril Cox was a steal. I think he was a fourth-round pick.
2: Yeah, I don't remember, but he was a steal for sure.
1: Yeah, and before the the Richard Sherman incident, I was saying that Dallas needs to sign him. He still has the ability to be a number-one corner, and along with that, he could help develop Trayvon Diggs, Kelvin Joseph, and uh, Jordan Lewis. Yep. But even with even if they don't go for Richard Sherman, with you know, hopefully he gets the help that he needs. Um, they still have Steven Nelson, and Garyon Conley. Those two guys are still on the on free agency. Yeah. So either one of those guys would be a good veteran pickup. That would be a good young secondary. And they just signed Malik Hooker at safety. Mm-hmm. Who I I still feel like he could be a really good a really good player back there. So this defense could absolutely turn around. They don't need to be a uh, like a top, you know, they don't need to be a top ten defense.
4: No, they, just they could me. be.
1: Yeah, they could be top. You know, at least middle of the pack. And mm-hmm. the offense gets going again, how they were last year with Dak. This could be a scary team. Mm.
0: Okay. Well, I do actually got another one out the NFC West, but I'll say that to, my, to be my last one. Okay. Um, honestly, I am going back with the uh, Green Bay Packers. If Aaron Rodgers plays, and the only reason I say this is because yesterday I was on the internet and I saw... Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have been in communication. they both on Instagram posting pictures of Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan together, and they both posted it at the same time. So something may be happening. We may see Aaron Rodgers again. But if he does play, I do think that's a threat. Because if it wasn't for the coach pulling him out the game, they had a chance of winning the game and going to the Super Bowl. Aaron Mm -hmm. Rodgers wanted the ball in his hands. He wanted the game to be on him, win or lose, and they took that from him. So I completely understand why he's upset. If they change that and they decide that this could potentially be his last dance because they're taking too long to trade him to the Denver Broncos, like I've been trying to manifest silently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They need to. Yeah,
0: I've been trying to manifest that silently because it'll just be fun to watch Pat Mahomes versus Aaron
1: Rodgers, you know, twice a year. And I mentioned something about that at the end of last season. Remember? It was like bold predictions for 2021. Yeah. Oh, man. I would be so happy.
0: Yeah, but the defense should be better than they were last year. They were really good. Offense will probably be the same. But you got Aaron Rodgers, and he's more motivated than ever because I know he's still pissed off about that game. And it may be his last year because I feel like they can't really fix that relationship. They may be moving on to love after this year. But, you know, let him have his last dance like Jordan did.
4: I agree.
2: That was uh, that was actually my my fourth team. Ah. So, I like that we're all kind of on the same train of thought here.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm just sitting here like, I wonder who they're gonna say next.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this last one for me isn't even really a team. It's just a a thought. Um, y'all believe in the Madden curse?
0: Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We've Eden been cursed up. for years with bad games.
2: <laughs> yes. He's he's on the cover this year, so Brady gets
4: hurt. That's kind of it.
0: So Madden is
1: the biggest threat. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs>
1: man, I never thought about it like I that. Never thought
0: a, that's a good one right there. I like that pick.
1: Dylan, if your if your prediction from earlier comes true with Kansas City not making to the AFC title game, oh man, that'd be. Just a twofer for Madden.
0: Yeah, they got both of the they got both of the quarterbacks on the cover. So. Oh is
4: man. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, anything is possible. That would be a good. One. Funny. <laughs> Madden is a big threat. That's a
1: good one, right there. I love it.
0: Uh, Josh.
1: Uh, no, I'm I'm all out. Dallas was gonna be my last team. Okay, Seattle Seahawks is my last team. The defense served in the second half
0: of the year, and that's always been a big question for me. I feel like they couldn't really put it together. But they did. It all depends on Steve Carroll and his need to be a dumbass sometimes. Because if Russ is cooking, let him cook. They can't switch like they did last year, how they started off strong with the past game, and then Chris Carson came back and everything just went to shit. Get him involved, yes, but let that offense thrive with Russ and let him make all the calls make let him make the plays let him run the ball when he feels like it let him bomb it all game if he needs to but i can't count out seattle when as long as russell wilson is their quarterback he's always going to be a threat yeah
1: i agree i don't but i don't really see seattle making an impact like that but you never know it's russell wilson he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game He, he can pretty much do anything
0: yeah yeah It's like when everything's going right, we're all like, yeah, go, Russ, go. And then when everything goes wrong, we're like, what the fuck is going on? Exactly. (laughs) So I can't count them out. I feel like they can be a threat to the Bucs. If the offense can be consistent as they were, like, the first four or five weeks before Chris Carson came back, if they can do that all season long and that defense continues to elevate and grow and be just as good as they were in the second half of the season last year,
4: I think they'll be all right. They can be a threat. I can see. All right. And we say we're
0: gonna save our bold predictions for last, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, Dylan, you didn't have any more teams, did you? Nah, that, that we got them all. Alright. So we're on to our favorite teams and the record predictions. Now nobody be shy. Cause trust me, I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, boost the heads of the Indianapolis Colts. So you know so nobody be shy. Fair enough. If you feel like your team is going to go undefeated? Just say it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so.
0: Oh man! But who wants to go first? Who wants to be the lucky one? Or do y'all want me to go first?
2: I'll go first if y'all are good.
0: Oh yeah. Proceed.
2: All right. So what what I ended up coming up with was a best case, worst case in my prediction. Okay. Because because the um. The Vikings schedule is very split. Like there's a lot of winnable games. A ton of winnable games, but at the same time it would be close for us to win those. Right? Yeah. So like we it looks like we got the NFC North, the AFC West, and a little bit of the NFC East. Kinda is pretty much what we're dealing with, which makes it a tough schedule. Um yeah, so my worst case that I came up with was uh two and fifteen. It's like shit hits the fan and we lose our winnable games, you know, margin of like six points or less, you know? And the only games that we are guaranteed to win, in my opinion, is against the Lions because fuck Jerry Goff.
1: <laughs> I have a I have a coworker who's a Lions fan, so I don't know if he's gonna listen to this or not, but fuck the Lions. <laughs>
2: Well, tell them to listen, cause uh, fuck them lions. So that, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst case scenario. My my best case is we go thirteen and four, um, with our losses being against the Browns, um, against Chicago at, for our away game, one against the Rams, and then we lose one um at Green Bay in week seventeen. So th- those would be the four losses, best case scenario. My prediction is we go ten and seven and we
4: make the playoffs. Okay, I like
1: it. I like it. I can see that. All right, I'll go next. Man, my Broncos. Let me run down the roster real quick, cause we have. I. I feel like everything that I say is gonna be a hundred percent biased, but I'm trying to make it sound unbiased. But I don't think that's gonna happen.
0: It's okay. The defense is gonna be top ten this year, buddy. Top five. Top five. Okay.
1: So yeah, what I was gonna say is our roster from top to bottom for the most part is absolutely elite. A hundred percent of the season is gonna depend on the quarterback and right tackle because we lost uh Juwan James, I believe is his name. He you know, he always gets hurt anyway and he's not even that good. So we're not really gonna miss him, but we need to find a suitable replacement. Offensively, we have some great weapons. Melvin Gordon, rookie Javante Williams at running back, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler at wide receiver, and of course we have Noah Fant and Albert O at tight end. Our offensive line depth as a whole has been improved. Uh, We added Quinn Miners in the draft. And like I said, we lost Jawan James. So if we can fill that right tackle spot... Our offensive line as a whole is going to be good. Our defensive line, because we're in a 4-3, or I'm sorry, a 3-4, our our defensive line is upside. Draymond Jones is a young defensive end who can definitely break out this year. Uh, Shelby Harris, he's proven that he's proven that he could be a great playmaker. He loves to, he's really good at blocking kicks and batting down passes. So he might be the next JJ Swatt with that um our pass rush is amazing if we can stay healthy von miller and bradley chubb and we have malik reed who filled in last year when miller went down he had 13 starts and he gained eight sacks so i feel like he might be the next shack barrett we have a history of having like a developmental pass rusher go on somewhere else and thrive in a starting role I feel like our secondary is the best and the deepest in the league. We got Sertan second, Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, Ronald Darby. And our fifth cornerback is someone who people outside of Denver don't really know, but he's, he's a good player and he can, you know, he's definitely been making plays in his rookie year. Michael Ojemudia. And he also has the, uh, he was playing co- uh, safety in college. So if he needs to go to safety he can do that too. And at safety we have Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson who's a great duo. So I feel like our secondary is the best in the league. Um Yeah, like I said earlier, I feel like our our season this year is completely reliant on quarterback and right tackle. At the moment, I'm leaning towards wanting Bridgewater to start for us. I've been kinda of swaying a lock. I I don't think I see his upside as much anymore at this point. He's I believe I saw a stat that he was ranked forty second in the league in catchable passes. <laughs> or catchable catchable pass rate. So that is embarrassing. Some um, yeah, I wrote down here that Locke has a medium to high ceiling with a low floor. Bridgewater also has a medium to high ceiling, but he has a medium floor. Bridgewater is—he just feels like the safer, you know, more experienced player at uh, at quarterback. And with our talent on the entire team as a whole, I don't think there's any kind of need to risk our quarterback screwing up all of our wins like we did last year. So if Bridgewater can come in and just Just manage the game maybe a little better, but just don't, you know, don't do like Drew Locke has the potential of doing. Don't throw the game away. Don't, you know, make these terrible decisions, throw back across your back or across your body. I'm sorry, to the other side of the field, and just make boneheaded plays. I know he can grow out of that and he can learn, but we have such a win now roster and we have such an opportunity to, at the very least, make it to the divisional round, if not the AFC title game, without Aaron Rodgers. That, you know, there's no need to play Drew Locke. Um, I have down here, I feel like Locke is going to be the starter, though, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I have eight and nine as our record. I think that if we do pull off the trade for Aaron Rodgers, Fourteen and three and Super Bowl champs. if Bridgewater plays, I could see us being like like 10 and seven, maybe 11 and six, and you know definitely with a playoff spot. but it all depends on the quarterback and the right tackle.
4: okay.
0: All right, all right. So Josh, you done? Yeah I'm done. Okay, perfect. By Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I feel like we can still do a lot with Carson Wentz. I know I said a lot of shit about him last year and how he's scared of competition, but it's okay. He's reunited with his favorite coach. I don't know what more I can say besides we may need another wide receiver if Michael Pittman Jr. doesn't elevate. We got T.Y. back. We have in my opinion top 5 duo in the backfield with Taylor and Mac. Jonathan Taylor is going to have another breakout year. Our defense is still top 10 and potentially going to be top 5 this year. We have one of the top 5 secondaries. Yes, Josh. I don't I don't know about that Denver Broncos. I feel like my I feel like my Colts might have a secondary just as good, if not
1: better. You, you can be top 5, we'll take top 1. It's okay.
0: Oh wow. Look at you, (laughs) top one with an eight and nine record. I'll take top five with a twelve and five record. Cause I'm not scared of the Tennessee Titans. I know they got Julio Jones. I know a lot of people have the favorite. I think that we can handle that. We can take them. His hamstring ain't a hundred percent. I'm not worried about it. It never is. Yeah, so I'm really not worried about it. I feel like the Colts. We keep getting better every single year. We finally have a quarterback. Hopefully, he stays healthy all year. I'm praying on it. Because if not, well, I think we'll still be okay. We're not going yeah. to I, Yeah, I think we'll still be okay if he doesn't play all year, if he gets hurt.
1: But um, if he has a start, w- If we get hurt, hmm? we're going to see a mid-season trade for Jacoby Brissett.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. We better see a mid-season trade for Garner Minshew. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be cool. That's who I, that's who we need to see a midseason trade for. I do not want Jacoby Brissett back here. Josh, right. did not put that evil on me.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean if you want if you want a young quarterback, Denver has Drew Locke up for trade if you want him.
0: You seem like you're having a lot of fun with Drew Locke. I know you told me in silent that you have an autographed jersey and you sleep with it every night. So I know how much you love that man. So I would not want to do that to you. You know, he's <laughs> all yours.
4: And Drew Locke. What was that doing? So he
0: had Drew
2: Locks on his Tebow jersey.
4: Yeah, see?
0: Right there. <laughs> you see? So you replace that Tebow jersey with that Drew Lock jersey. You sleep in it every night. It smells like him after every single loss. So I think, you know, you can have him. I don't. I wouldn't want to break up that relationship that you have with Drew Lock, dog. I'm just saying. I'll take Garner Minshew from the Jaguars. Jacoby Brissett can stay wherever he's at. I don't want him back. He can go back to the Patriots, honestly. Jason can have him. <laughs> <laughs> like Jason can happen, he can go back there, but yeah, Garner Minshew, anyways, though. So. But in all honesty, another thing that works out in our favor is our schedule. Some way, somehow, we got better on paper, and we only have the uh 23rd ranked schedule as far as difficulty, strip the schedule. Yeah, Tennessee has a 13th ranked schedule, so we come out in our first five games are hard, but after that, it's a coast. And even though we're playing teams like who we had on the schedule, I believe we got Baltimore this year, too. Yeah. First five weeks, we got to deal with the Seattle Seahawks, Los Angeles Rams, Tennessee Titans. I'm not really scared of them. Miami Dolphins, I mean, they have a good defense. I don't know what Tua's going to bring to the table this year. And Baltimore Ravens, which if they get their – passing game going then you know everybody take cover then <laughs> but other than that our offense is really good if Michael Pittman can step up we'll be fine we still got Ty Hilton we still have a very good tandem in the backfield with Mac and Jonathan Taylor who is going to have another year of a breakout year all we need Carson Wentz to do is to be like at least 70% hell we'll run the ball all game if it makes him comfortable we can win games that way Defense, we're stacked in every single level. We got Butner on the line. Darius Leonard's about to get a big payday. Kenny Moore, top five. Xavier Rhodes, he's a good secondary, so I'll take him. Rocky Asin, he might be going after this year. He hasn't really lived up to his expectations. Then we still got Kari Willis in safety. And we have uh, Julian Blackman in safety. We're young, hungry, and efficient. We'll be fine. Best case scenario 12 and 5, we win this division. I'm not scared of the Tennessee Titans with Julio Jones. Worst case scenario, Tennessee Titans and Julio Jones are actually really good, but we still go 10 and 7.
1: Hmm. A, lot of, a lot of shit talking on the Titans and Julio Jones for someone who I is ain't terrified yet. of Julio. <laughs>
0: I am not scared of Julio Jones and the Tennessee Titans. Plus, they got Ryan Tannehill. Should I really be scared of Ryan Tannehill? I mean, like, I know he's good I on mean, paper.
1: Dude, Tannehill is good. He's not great, but he's very just he's good.
0: He's the best
2: standing from his draft class for quarterbacks. Like, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's and he pretty got good, but great. I'm
4: not scared of he Tannehill. He does
0: be great. Oh, boy, I'm supposed to be scared of Derrick Henry, too? We can handle him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, I God. Don't think what y'all need to be scared of
2: is A.J. Brown. You yes.
0: know what? You have a very valid point there. I'm still not scared. This is confidence that's waiting to be crushed when a regular season starts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't wait to reference this podcast.
0: When you're Oh, doing. yes. That's why yes. we do it. <laughs> I need to have a section like Colin, like Colin Hurt, that would be like when Matthew was wrong.
1: Oh man, we're gonna be on that all day.
0: Yep. How many,
4: how many things have I said wrong?
1: Uh, well, I you said don't have that <laughs> you said you shouldn't be scared of Tannehill. You said that Indy's secondary is as good as Denver's. That's that's factual though. Uh, I don't think so, man. It's all right, man. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, you know, we got a lot of time. My confidence is going to be here for probably about three, four more weeks.
1: We should figure out some kind of bet to see whose defense finishes higher at the end of the season. I'm game. All right, we'll get something going.
0: I am game for that because I truly believe that my Colts defense
1: will finish higher than Denver's. The only only bad... um, the only disadvantage that we're at is that we have to play Mahomes and Herbert both twice a year. But we'll see what happens. I know and just, and, Gary Carr. Carr, yeah, Carr is good. He's not he's not amazing, but he's he's not even he's not as good as Tannehill, But he's he's,
2: he's the he's only thing keeping that team afloat, but that, that's
0: really a different
4: He really is. Just yeah, yeah.
0: But Colts, twelve and five, that's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario, ten and seven. Either way, we're going to the playoffs.
4: I can oh, see okay.
0: it. All right. So I know you guys had some bold predictions. And even though we've talked a lot and Dylan has said some very interesting things like the Chiefs not going to the AFC Championship, which that's bold. But I can <laughs> I can see it, but that's bold. I like it. I really like it. But I still no predictions. I don't want to make up anything. I don't want to say anything that I truly don't believe in when it comes to a prediction. And the only thing I did believe in was the Bucks going undefeated before they added that extra game, and now we have you know everything going on with the vaccination situation, which we're not going to talk about that. But yeah, I don't see that. But with the uh, bold predictions to end this off, who wants to go first? Uh,
1: I'll go first. I have three predictions here and i have another one which is a scenario that i wouldn't be surprised to see happen but i don't i'm not as confident as the other ones uh let's see my first one here is for the first time in his career Ryan Fitzpatrick will make the playoffs and then he will retire after this i i guess it's not that bold of a prediction but um he in 2015 with the New York Jets, Fitzpatrick, oh damn, I don't even have like the records now that he finished in, but he only had two uh, winning seasons. 2015 with the Jets and 2020 with the Dolphins. And both times he missed out on the playoffs. <clears throat> so Fitzpatrick will make the playoffs in 2021. I do believe he'll get kicked out after the first or second round. But after this season, he will retire,
4: and he will retire as a legend. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? No. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think he's a fan favorite. But saying Hall of
1: Famer, yeah, if there there. was a Hall of Fame for, you know, backup, backup quarterbacks, he would be first ballot. He
4: He would would probably be number one quarterback. But
2: yeah. I I only ask that question. I see, like obviously, we watch other YouTubers and channels and stuff too to kind of just like strain our thoughts out. And I mm-hmm. I have the thought of like Fitzpatrick statistically is for the all time list is actually pretty high up there, considering he's been a backup most of his career. Like he's above thirty five hundred pa- or sorry thirty five thousand passing yards, which not a lot of quarterbacks are actually above that mark. So. Okay.
4: Yeah, he's definitely uh, been oh, go
2: ahead. i go I think that there's an argument to be made for him. I don't think it'll happen. I, I was just curious how to get the thought
1: out. Yeah, I I, def- I don't think so. Yeah. Um I I believe he's been an overachiever his whole career until he got that extension with the Jets anyway. And then kinda sucked after that. But he's he's very up and down and he's like you said, he's a fan favorite. Um I think more than anything, everybody's just going to be happy to see the Cowboys not make it in uh, winning the division. And then, you know, just be happy for Fitzpatrick to finally make the playoffs.
0: I can't lie to you. Because um, I think Washington's going back to the playoffs, but I'll probably be rooting heavy for uh, Fitzpatrick.
4: <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't hate him. Like, he's he's fun to watch. Yeah, I, I, I'd be ruined for him too. Sorry, I had a fucking brain fart. But yeah,
3: <laughs> shit happens, yeah. right?
2: <laughs> yeah, it does, man. Dylan. So, so we're going to go into bull predictions. Y'all have been hung up on this. It's not going to be the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. And uh, I'm going to make y'all wait a little bit longer. Um, oh, I
1: got to tease it out.
2: I'm going to tease it out because I, I am going to address it, but the one that I'm going to address more is kind of in line with um, with Josh's saying the Vikings are a threat to the Buccaneers. Um, but I, I want to knock out two for one. I think the Vikings can make it to the NFC Championship and that they will because Aaron Rodgers is not going to return. So that's going to be the how the Vikings get there is the Packers are not going to have a quarterback, and then that kind of opens the door wide open for
0: another team in the NFC. All right. So with that being said, do you think he's getting traded? Because I'm hearing rumors he might retire next week, which is absurd.
2: There's so much shit. Like, you you sent up a like he's also asking for a a better contract, which is more more money for the short term.
1: Mm-hmm. I saw that. It was like two years, $90 million fully guaranteed.
2: Yeah. Which, not that he's undeserving of it, but I don't think that the Packers can afford it, right? And, nah. and uh, their, their ownership, if they haven't traded him at this point, I don't think they're going to trade him at all. So I, I think he goes full Le'Veon Bell. He's just on the roster. doesn't play.
4: Okay. Mm-hmm. Shoot, sure, this is the year for
0: Minnesota. Because Justin Fields may be sitting down for a whole year. Andy Dalton's probably going to get them the halfway mark. So it's no. all the Vikings. <laughs> no. No.
1: no, no. Andy Dalton is not going to last half the season. I think the I Andy can...
2: Dalton situation, just to get him to sign, they promised him a starting position. Yeah. But he gets to start in week one, and then like he gets benched in the second quarter, and then it's Justin Fields from there.
1: Well, like, technically, you started a game. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, sadly, I think that's all anyone's waiting for.
1: Yeah. I'm you know, there's no way that Andy Dalton could if if the coaching staff and the decisions for the depth chart are unbiased and only based on play, there's no way that Dalton can make it through half half the season. He has Allen Robinson, but Dalton isn't that great. Yeah, he can yeah. ride the coattail of that defense though
0: could yeah yeah strong could
4: <laughs> yeah because
0: well. yeah, I don't think that at any point if if the Chicago Bears started off the season and let's say first six games they go four and two I don't think anyone's going to sit here and be like wow look at Andy Dalton they're going to be saying the same thing they've been saying the past three four years look at that defense yeah the narrative doesn't change until Justin Fields steps on the field so yeah, we're just true. literally watching yeah, like, the moment they drafted him, I said, so we're just going to play a waiting game just to wait and see when he starts. Like, people are going to hope for Andy Dalton to have a shitty game the first game just so we can see Justin Fields. Because the faster we can get him off the field, the faster we can be excited to watch Chicago Bears football again.
2: We yeah, fan base deserves a good quarterback, you know? So.
0: Yeah, especially after the ones they've been through. But I, <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone.
3: Yeah.
4: The defense has been making it work for him, though. Yeah, that's they've a, been doing what they can.
0: Josh, what's your next one?
1: All right, I'm going to save my San Francisco prediction for the next one. Yes, okay. I know it's Jimmy G going to the Super Bowl. You don't have to tell me.
0: I already know it. It's, that's what it is. <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> my next one is about a head coach who he should be a lock for the Hall of Fame um I don't know if he really gets as much recognition but he should Unfortunately this year he will suffer his first ever losing season in the NFL That is Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers Ooh I see You know obviously Cleveland to me Cleveland is pretty much a lock to win the division and probably make it pretty far in the playoffs um I have Baltimore finishing up second. And I think Cincinnati is going to take a nice step forward with Joe Burrow coming back. I think Mixon's going to break out. I say it every year, but Mixon's going to have a big year. Um, You know, we got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. This is going to be a fun offense to watch. Um, As long as Cincinnati can play mediocre defense, they should be able to at least finishing third, and Pittsburgh. We all know that Big Ben's been living off that beer and pretzel diet.
0: I knew you were going to bring <laughs> that up, but apparently he slimmed down a little bit. Okay. I think I think he's bumped it up from yoga to probably about twenty five minutes of intense cardio. All
1: right. Well, we'll we'll see if that actually <laughs> affects anything on the field. I mean, I'm just saying, if I weighed four hundred twenty five pounds and I went down to 412 technically I slimmed down <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what happens with him um juju I feel like he already has a foot out the door so I feel like he just wants to have you know a good year and then get his ass out of pittsburgh I mean, even he's though he's over to zero calorie beer
0: man <laughs> I don't
4: no. know what to say to you man <laughs> <laughs> He has he
1: has three good weapons in uh Juju, Claypool, and Deontay Johnson. And you know, he's got I believe he's still out there Ebron. I believe he's still on the team. Um, you know, yeah, you know. we saw last year, like the weapons are very unreliable. Like they'll make big plays one game and the next game will have like eight combined drops. You know, the offensive line is completely retooled and completely Just, like, I don't know if anybody's really carried over from the last few seasons. You know, they cut David DeCastro. I don't think this offensive line is going to be even decent. So that also, necessarily, I'm sorry, means that Najee Harris will have a bit of a disappointing rookie year. Um, The defense is great. But it's kind of like a... Denver Broncos, Drew Lack situation, I could see Ben Roethlisberger and the offensive line being the main reason that the Steelers don't win games. And, yeah, because of that, unfortunately, Mike Tomlin is going to have a losing record for the first time in his career. Hmm. Okay.
0: A couple of years ago, I thought Mike Tomlin was gone. I can't lie to you.
1: Yeah,
4: right? But it's yeah. crazy.
1: It's crazy. He always had at least an 8 and 8 uh season.
4: Yeah.
0: You sure they mean they got to run it back now? That should help.
1: Mm. Yeah, but you can't run the ball if the defensive line is surrounding him completely every time. Unless it's Adrian Peterson. Unless it's Adrian Peterson. Or Derrick Henry.
0: Derrick. <laughs> mean Adrian Peterson in the free agency, they can go sign. Did he go Wait, did he go back to Detroit? Oh he's still just sitting at home. He's he's still a free agent. <laughs> now,
2: now I gotta I gotta pull up the old gu- fucking Google
4: and now I, I'm I'm curious. <laughs> I believe he, I believe he's still available. No, he's a good. free agent. Is he? I
3: mean, yeah, he, whatever.
4: We'll roll with it. I mean he can give them five hundred yards. I mean, yeah, but
1: <laughs> with with how Ben Roethlisberger is, I don't I don't know if that's going to be enough to help this offense.
0: You know what? That's fine. With those little six pounds that he lost, 25 minutes of intense cardio, and switching from butt light to whichever fucking beer has zero calories, because I don't keep up with that shit. I'm more of a weed smoker. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with that being said, I can see him running at least one touchdown. I mean, that's progress right there. That's
1: change. We might so give this, us a
0: rushing touchdown.
1: Is this uh intense workout? Is this going from beer in the left hand to beer in the right hand and it's going back and forth for twenty five minutes? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That's
2: exactly That's what, what this, it is. Well, we like to call it twelve ounce curls.
0: See? Oh man. <laughs> Dylan gets it. He gets it, there you go. He walk you know how you go power walking, and they got the dumbbells in their hand? He takes the he takes the
1: beers. <laughs> And every time uh, one arm goes up, he puts it to his mouth. Yes. <laughs> so you he just he wears- it up. Do <laughs> you
2: think he wears a headband while he does these? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> He's got it. Yes. He has He's to. Probably, and he has to listen to, like, headband. 1980s workout music. He has to. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Do you think
1: he, he does was- it? <laughs> do, you, do you think he works out to Rick Astley?
0: I think he works out to all the I'm- rock songs. Oh, man. Definitely Tina Turner. Oh yeah, definitely. He has to, you know, because every single year could potentially be his last year, and we've all been hoping that for five years.
2: <laughs> More, he should even
1: Steelers fans.
2: You know, it's political or whatever, however you want to view it. But after the rape charges in 2006, I don't think he should have stayed. But whatever.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> I ain't go, I even going to that one. That's some <laughs> shit right there.
2: We shouldn't, yeah. but he sh- in my opinion, he should have been out of the league 15 years ago.
0: Absolutely. I agree. Sure. Like you said, political. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Josh, I got to ask before I go into my next one, how many more do you have?
1: Um, I have one more bold prediction, but then my other one is like a scenario that would be interesting to see.
2: Okay, so then I'm going to go not so bold since we got two each, all right? I so can... my my not so bold, but it's a little bold, is I think Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones all end up being starting quarterbacks no later than week five.
4: Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Hmm. Right. There, there's really nothing... Big to explain on it, you
2: know, it's... Mac Jones is kind of like the prototypical Belichick quarterback. Yeah, I think he's going to take over for Cam Newton. I don't think Cam Newton really has longevity. I don't think Andy Dalton's going to make it past week two. And Jimmy Garoppolo is really the only thing holding up that prediction. But I think he gets injured
4: in, like, week three, and then that's it. I like it.
1: Yeah, I I could definitely see... Maybe two of the three. But yeah, those that definitely could happen. Uh,
0: I like it. I'm, so But wait a minute, they paid Cam Newton fourteen million. You think they're really gonna sit him for they're gonna sit him after paying him fourteen million?
4: Did you see how he played last
2: year?
0: Yeah, I did. Oh <laughs> trust me, I did.
2: <laughs> they paid him the fourteen million, not knowing that Mac Jones would fall into their lap.
3: That's true.
1: Oh, they knew it was a possibility, yeah. but Denver and Carolina both passed on quarterbacks, so that messed up the draft board completely.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, they can always trade him. <laughs> they could? It may take a while. You know, you may get a six-round pick for him, but. You
2: hey. he might get Cam Newton in Denver.
0: Who knows? Oh, boy. Look at that right there. Another you know jersey. You can swap out that <laughs> Drew lock jersey for that Cam Newton jersey. I'll buy it for you. <laughs>
2: Who else would love that? John Elway. That's a John Elway move right
1: there. Oh, yeah. But that's not as much of a John Elway move as getting Rodgers. Like, the veteran quarterback who still has it.
4: Well, I don't know. Well,
1: well, Cam could still do something. I don't know. I mean...
0: <laughs> I, I don't know because, honestly, the Patriots is one of my dark horses for the year. Huh. But it's like... Is that Cam Newton Patriots or is that Mac Jones Patriots? Well, look here, I'm prepared for both. But you already know if Mac Jones come out there, I'm saying Mac Jones every time I'm on the podcast.
3: Matt oh yeah. Jones?
0: <laughs> yep, Mac Jones. I'll say it every single time. <laughs> I'll get a jersey. I can't lie to you, just so I can keep doing it. But um, yeah, that's actually one of my dark horses. But I feel like everything right now, a lot, it all depends on Cam. Because if they don't – if things don't go right, like you said, like in the first five weeks, if things don't go right, and then Belichick comes out there knowing Cam Newton Newton had a 100-yard game with three interceptions, and he says, this is our quarterback, something's wrong here.
3: Yeah, if if
1: he performs like he did last year, I don't see him last very long.
0: Yeah, so it, it just all depends. But I'm ready for Matt Jones if it comes down to it. i like that though i really do like that
1: prediction i feel like you guys aren't gonna like this prediction
0: is it jimmy g winning the super bowl and super bowl mvp
1: after 2021 (laughs) here's my prediction
4: yeah the script
1: after 2021 the 49ers will fire kyle shanahan
4: wow
1: I didn't want to give anything away earlier because I was like, oh, this might take him by surprise. So since Shannon's been the head coach in San Francisco, everybody looks at Kyle Shannon as one of the one of the best head coaches in the league. But he's only had one winning season in four years. 2017, he went six and 10. 2018, he went four and 12. 2019 he was that 13 and three Super Bowl year. And then last year was six and 10. His total record as a head coach is 29 and 35, and he is two and one. He is two and one in the playoffs, but you know you can't you can't make the playoffs with a, a losing record. You can go ahead and say 0 and two in the Super Bowl. Well, he was he was the offensive
0: coordinator in Atlanta. Exactly, he's the reason we lost. <laughs> no, he's, he's no, 0
3: and no
4: one. Coordinator.
1: What was
3: that?
2: I was saying no, and, like, it was the defensive coordinator as well, but a whole different argument, and I know where that's going to go.
1: Yeah, I just think that the the NFC West this year is going to be way too tough. There's going to be at least one team. Like, every team in the division isn't going to finish above 500. I don't – I can see Arizona, like Matt said earlier, taking a nice step and i i see them finishing second you know i have the rams winning it and seattle's like teetering around that uh 8 9 9 8 mark and i believe i have san francisco finishing at like 5 and 12 or something like that but i i feel like i feel like shanahan's going to play jimmy g and he's going to be play he's going to play just enough just good enough to keep his job, but not actually enough to keep the offense consistently moving and scoring points. And like I said, the division is so tough that with, you know, six of these 17 games being against division opponents, it's just going to be a little too much for him. And after this season, you know, maybe they switch over to Trey Lance mid, mid-season. mid But, you know, Lance is he's fantastic as a talent, but he doesn't have really very much experience throwing the football and throwing him in into this division, especially if, you know, San Fran gets pounded in the beginning of the year. They have like a, let's say like a three and six record when they switch over or something like that. Then Trey Lance is fighting, learning the system, um, you know, getting adjusted to the NFL and knowing that he's responsible for trying to turn this season around. I don't think we're going to see as big of a step forward uh, from Trey Lance in his rookie year. And I think that the owner of the 49ers is going to be like, you know what? Kyle Shanahan was fun at first and he took us to a Super Bowl, but you know, four of these five seasons he's been here, it's been a losing record.
4: It's just time to move on. I can see that. Yeah, that's fair. I think um,
2: the biggest issue with his uh, losing record is this game's great. There's, it's one of the best games in the league for a reason. Their issue is depth. They don't have a good enough depth to key up. Keep up with all the injuries they've been having over the past three years,
1: especially at running back. Especially. Like they go, they go through like ten running backs a year.
2: Yeah, ah, great. And, and this game's great for the running game, but like,
4: yeah, I I could I could see it. I agree with it. Okay. So right. last yeah. one that I have
2: since uh. I mentioned it earlier. I don't think the Chiefs are making the the AFC championship. And I was talking about more complete teams. The ones I have on the list for more complete teams, we got the the Browns. They're probably the most complete team in the AFC. The Ravens, the Chargers, the Bills, and the Titans, they're all more complete as a unit, as a team, than the Chiefs are to me. So my prediction for the AFC championship is actually – I know you're not scared of them, Matt, but the fucking – the Titans are going to go, and the Bills
0: are going to go. Matt, how do you feel about that? I can see it, but I still ain't scared of them. (laughs) I'm still not. I I can't
4: be scared.
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's like I can't be scared of them because, I mean, I've been through a lot with the Colts. Andrew Luck retired out of nowhere. I got stuck with Jacoby Brissett. I had some hard words about Phillip Rivers, and then next thing you know, he took us to the playoffs. And I was, I was Josh, you heard me. I was talking shit about him all year. Oh, yeah. It
1: was, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I thought I, I, I hated to... Phillip Rivers.
0: <laughs> like I, <laughs> I'm sitting here, and I'm just like, this is some bullshit. We got all this money, and the first place that we go get is him. And then look what happened. And now, I mean, we got Carson Wentz. I get the worry. But we have a very good team. Yes, they got Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry. But I can't be scared of them.
4: We're not scared. Buffalo Bills, on the other hand, hell yeah, I'm scared of them. <coughs> but nah,
0: I can see it. I'm not going to pretend like I can't. But how I feel about it, Colts and
1: Bills. In the AFC title game? Yeah. That
4: would be yeah. fun.
2: That would be fun. Uh, and Carson Wentz would be like a lot for uh, comeback player of the year then.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun race for comeback player between Carson, Dak, and Von Miller. Odell. And Odell. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was a tough toss up for me. Like, I think it's definitely the Bills again in the AFC Championship. And I I could see the Titans or the Browns. It's like one of those two teams, in my opinion.
1: I can definitely see that. I like it.
0: Yeah, the AFC is stacked this year. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they're stacked, but I can definitely see it. I just know by the midway point of the season, everybody should be putting respect on my Colts. I, I think we have a shot.
2: I mean, technically, everyone's 0-0 right now. Like, the Broncos have a shot right
1: now.
3: But do they really do? No.
1: God damn it. I'm not even going to attempt to fight back. Just have your way with me. Oh, pause, man. God damn it.
2: Pause. You gotta buy me dinner first, man. I'm married.
0: Golly, a drink from Applebee's or something, man. <laughs> And I'm saying Applebee's because, you know, people consider Applebee's a date, but it's really not. (laughs) something you casually do on weekdays.
2: Applebee's is like, it's an encounter slash experience. It's not a date.
0: Exactly. There we go. (laughs) Wow, that's funny as hell. We're going to end up doing an episode one day being like, is Applebee's really a date?
1: (laughs) That's going to be like the title of the episode. (laughs) It's going to have nothing to do with it. It's going to be another football podcast. But that's gonna be the
0: name of the episode. Oh, well, at the beginning, we're gonna be like, "I just busting your chops." This is another football episode.
1: Yep. <laughs> I know we're still recording, but you should do that for this episode. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like we're already on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I have um one more uh, scenario I could see happening. Okay. It's highly unlikely because of the situation of how it happened last time, but. We saw before a quarterback was drafted in the first round. Sucked so bad that the team went ahead and drafted another quarterback first round next year. I am saying that that could happen here with the New York Jets. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Zach Wilson. Um, I love, I love some of his weapons. Denzel Mims, we know how I feel about him. Yeah. But there's all these rumors that he's not even with the first team right now. So we got Keelan Cole, who I seriously think Keelan Cole is still a really good receiver. But a lot of people don't really know who he is. He's from the Jaguars. Uh, Keelan Cole, Jamison Crowder came back for some reason. Elijah Moore. He's, he has the potential to develop into a good slot receiver. But it's the New York Jets. You know, they're playing with They're playing in division with the Bills, who's probably gonna be in the AFC divisional round or the AFC title game. Miami could make a playoff push. And Matt has the Patriots as a dark horse. You know, the Jets aren't gonna get out of the out of the basement in that division for probably the next couple of years. Depending on what happens with Belichick and the Patriots. Um yeah, I don't see Zach Wilson having a very good year. I can see the New York media going crazy whenever Zach Wilson has a bad game, which could easily be, like, 15 of the 17 games this season. It's New York. And that would lead the Jets to going, you know, at least getting a top three or four pick next season. Maybe a quarterback falls to them, and they say, you know what, fuck this 14-year-old kid. We're moving on to a man. (laughs) 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 Or maybe, you know, maybe they move up from like four to one and get Spencer Rattler or something like that. So, yeah, I don't know how often that's happened. I feel like Arizona was the only time that's happened, but I have not done the research, so I don't know for sure. And I could see Zach Wilson
4: having his rookie and only season with the New York Jets in 2021. I like it. Yeah, he's the one that I uh, have the least faith in
2: out of like the top five, possibly even top six or seven quarterbacks that were taken in the draft. I have the least faith in Matt Jones. So I I 100% agree with that pick.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And before I close this out, I actually just got some breaking news on my phone. Michael Thomas could miss twelve to six weeks after surgery. Well, twelve to sixteen weeks after the surgery.
1: Holy shit. Damn. I heard it was only gonna be like maybe the first half, but damn, that the whole season? Yeah, might as well just throw the whole damn season away. Well, I know who I'm not drafting in fantasy. You know what this means though, right? Traquan Smith is gonna break out for the New Orleans Saints.
2: Bold prediction.
1: It ain't even bold anymore.
2: <laughs> my new bold prediction is uh, Jameis doesn't start, and then they tank for a quarterback now.
0: I can see that. I was just going to say that the Falcons will finish second in the NFC South, but, you know, I understand.
1: You know, what just popped in my head is Carolina finishing second for the South. I know. Yeah. Donald. It, it all depends on Darnold. He has all the weapons right now. I like Darnold. I like him a lot.
2: I do, too. It's kind of weird. like So Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones are both in that situation where the entire team around them is awesome. Yeah. And, like, it's really just on them to play okay, and then it's like a lock for the playoffs.
4: Yeah.
0: That's it. Only reason I said Falcons because I'm running it back with them. That's another dark horse. I ain't telling all my dark horses, though.
1: I mean, they're going to bring back Tiger early? No,
0: absolutely not. We'll be fine with Mike
1: Davis.
3: (laughs)
0: I've seen Mike Davis because I always say it every single time. Dylan, I went to the rival school that played him. He went to Stevenson. I went to MLK. I've seen him play. Even though it was years ago, he was a savage, unstoppable, 99-yard run in the final 30 seconds of a game. He's already big as shit. He's versatile. He can catch. He can be used in the running game or the passing game. I think we're okay. I don't want Todd Gurley. (laughs) Todd Gurley can go back to the Rams. You know you want those accidental touchdowns. Boy, he only had one job.
1: (laughs) He had (laughs) one job. All you had to do was not score. And you're like, the one time you want to score a touchdown... The entire season. <laughs> you know this. You know what that remind me of? What's that? When Bobby Boucher
0: gave the ball back to the player, and he ran oh a my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. No, I don't it, want
2: to that. <laughs> it oddly also reminded me of the time that uh, Deshaun Jackson had like a guaranteed touchdown, and he spiked the ball before he crossed the goal line. I remember
1: after, that. After he pushed oh, yeah. teams, he
2: I think it was against
1: the Giants. It was either the Giants or the Cowboys.
2: Yeah. He he spiked it at like the one yard line and it was a fumble.
1: Yeah, it was it was his rookie year. That was hilarious. Oh man.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, guys, any final comments before we ate before we uh end this?
1: Uh, I just want to confirm that the Drew Lock jersey story is not true. <laughs> Are you sure? I would say that too. I think I'm so.
2: Ashamed of myself.
1: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's all right, man. If I get a jersey sent to me somewhere during the season with a note that says, hide this forever, then I know it's true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just don't tell him on the podcast.
0: It's it's okay, man. (laughs) It's all right, you know. I have to be a fan of Carson Wentz for a year or more. We'll see how it goes. Hey, man, Wentz is good. Wentz is really good.
1: I know. I'd take Wentz I know he's over all of our guys. That's the I thing. hope
2: y'all get Jack Wilson on that first-round trade.
4: God Wait, damn
1: it, man. Are you talking about the Colts or the Broncos?
0: Broncos. No! <laughs> Bro, we're hooking you up with these quarterbacks, man. You're getting everybody but Aaron Rodgers.
2: We're throwing you golden scenarios. You just got to take what comes
1: your way. Exactly, man. Be positive. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yep, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> I mean, if all those fails,
1: Gardner Minshew. I'll take Gardner Minshew.
0: I mean, he shouldn't be sitting on anybody's bench anyway. He's a good quarterback on a bad team. Or used to be bad team. We don't know how good they'll be this year.
2: Yeah, I think they're still bottom of the barrel.
0: Damn. Even with Lawrence?
2: Yep. Yeah. I don't think I... Lawrence is the best
0: quarterback in this draft.
1: Oh, no, I'm with you on that. I agree with everything Dylan just said.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> I agree with you on that 100%. But we'll go ahead and we will wrap this up. This has actually been a very fun episode, guys.
4: Yes, it, it has.
1: Is. Good to be back.
0: Yes. Ever. Football season right around the corner. So much anger, passion, anxiety, comedy. So much happening at one time. Plus the Atlanta Falcons having a good year. But, you know, we'll all see this happen. <laughs> Stop I'm right. head. Stop while I'm ahead? <laughs> yep. You know I never do, but this time, I will. <laughs> <laughs> this time, I will. Man, I'm not even going to do the normal sound off, dude. Because it's like, it's really not even hitting me right now. I'm just glad to be doing this again. Me too. Uh, me man.
4: three.
0: You three. Me three. Man, you was talking about having a good number two all day, and now you're going to have a three? Hey man, we gotta we gotta keep it moving. You
4: gotta make it work
0: <laughs> somehow. Oh man, but signing <laughs> off, daily foe, we tested Matt along with Josh and Dylan,
4: we are out.